At Cool Air Products, we developed AC Smart Seal Quick Shot with professionals in mind. It's the only product on the market that's three in one with sealant, lubricant, and UV dye all in a single application. It's non-toxic, non-flammable, 100% safe to the touch, eco-friendly, and compatible with all refrigerants. It's a safe solution option, backed by years of R&D, Intertech tested, and has sealed millions of leaks. AC Smart Seal, the professional's choice. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the podcast. We have another great podcast for you guys. We're going to talk to Matt Showers. Now, Matt is out of Pennsylvania, and he went to college, got a four-year degree, and decided he was going to flip the script and go back to school, get some training, and become an HVAC technician. That was about eight years ago. Since then, he's loving life as an HVAC tech. He really enjoys the trade. And this seems to be kind of what a lot of people are doing these days. They're realizing that, hey, my degree is not really getting me where I want to be. I'm going to go switch stuff up here and and I'm going to try to do something in the trades. And and, and a lot of people are taking that route. We're going to talk about Matt's journey through that. We're going to have a lot of different discussions about the industry, about some tools, about some newer stuff about Matt is, is really taken to the non-invasive way of checking things as well. That that's, we're going to have a quick discussion on that. We're going to talk about also the hierarchy within like a small HVAC company. Like where is the ceiling? Where is the ceiling? And when you hit that ceiling, what's next? Are we moving on? Are we staying at that ceiling? Or are we going to create something else for ourselves once we get to that point? We're going to have many discussions within this one hour conversation. So stay tuned, guys. This is the HVAC Know It All podcast. I'm your host, Gary McCready. Welcome to the HVAC Know It All podcast. Recorded from a basement somewhere in Toronto, Canada. Your host and HVAC tech, Gary McCready, will take you on a deep dive into the industry discussing all things HVAC. From storytelling to technical discussion. Enjoy the show. Matt, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, I'm doing great, Gary. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing well. So you have a story to tell. And, and I know that we talked on through Instagram messaging and saying, hey, man, you should hop on the podcast and you got a cool story to tell. And, and we're going to get to that. Uh, but what we should probably do is kind of set you up properly and tell us like what what you're into like are are you um you're in, you're in the HVAC trade are you um how many years you've been in the trade like what are you up to in the trade oh i've been in the trade let's see this is 2020 now so i've been in the trade close to 8 years now um nice and i'm uh residential and commercial um so i do a bit of both there are people that um our company serves that they're uh residential customers that are like you know oh we want Matt to come out to the house they want me to come out but then there's also commercial i get into some commercial stuff as well because i'm kind of like the new guy that gets some of this new more techie stuff that's cool so like whereabouts are you located uh, i'm located in uh, the harrisburg pennsylvania area nice so you're not too far from from where i am i mean i think it's like no. a six hour drive or something like that to pennsylvania i believe so um what, what what kind of weather are you experiencing now because we we hit um we were pretty warm today and yesterday we're probably in the mid 80s i would say 
Yeah, we're getting there too. And actually right now there's like a storm passing through. So hopefully nothing happens. And we don't get dropped here. Um, but no, it's been, it's definitely, summer's been coming, but it, it's been kind of hit and miss. We always say in Pennsylvania, especially in spring and fall, if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple of days or just wait a little bit. It'll probably change on you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that here too, man. It can, so we, we had, uh, so two weekends ago, we all got sunburnt because the sun just came out. It was so hot, like out of nowhere. And then last weekend we were wearing winter jackets outside. It was, it was incredible. Um, and this weekend's supposed to be warm again. So hopefully we've got past that kind of, um, rise and drop of temperature and we're kind of flatlining out to summer sort of temps now, but I mean, it's crazy. We, we get the same thing. Um, I was going to ask you, couple posts you've made on instagram lately actually what is your instagram post so everybody can check you out on instagram are, are you private or are you open no i made it open um i okay. wasn't actually private but then i made it open because it's you know i mean i'm family and everything but at the same time i'm making this page just strictly kind of like hvac stuff just to you know help people out um gotcha. and my handle is the handle is um it's just hvac showers oh awesome. one thing Awesome. So we're we're getting showered with, with HVAC like all the time, like just constant, <laughs> constant well, shower. My, it's, it's, well, that's my last name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know, I know, I know. I'm I'm just putting a play on words there. Yeah. Okay. So I I noticed the last um, couple of weeks you've actually posted about um, the non-invasive testing. That have you been trying that out with MeasureQuick? Well, a little bit, not with MeasureQuick. I mean, I don't have any. I don't have any of the fancy wireless uh, Bluetooth tools just gotcha. yet. Um, okay. But at the same time, you know, I was taking to heart some of what um, like Jim Bergman had been talking about with just you know, it's like you take your out like take your outdoor temperature, you know, and kind of make like a you know based on the sear of the unit, kind of make an educated guess as to what your um, your your pressure would be, which you know, which would correspond to your your like a condensing temperature, and then you know, based on your liquid line, then you should get what, you know, you can kind of see what your subcooling should be. If it's a TX, uh, like a TX system. Has that, how's that been working for you? Good. So I'm working pretty well. I mean, for the most part, you know, my, my big thing, especially, you know, becoming more educated about, you know, not wanting to hook up gauges is just like, if the system is performing well, you know, inside, like I'm getting like a nice, you know, good enthalpy, good temperature splits, why do I, you know, there's no need for me to go out and hook up gauges. I know the system's working properly. I know the charge is pretty good. So why do I need to bother doing that? Um, and I've had some of my customers, even this year, they're like, well, aren't you going to check the charge? And I said, well, I have done so. I do check the charge. And um, I really like working with uh, geothermal because they're in most of those manuals, at least with, um, I like to work with Climate Master especially, but like in their manuals, they'll say, you know, um, if you're working on full load cooling, this is what your air temperature rise or drop should be across your coil. And this is what your water temperature split should be between your water in and water out. And as long as those things are in line, I'm not hooking up gauges. I tell people your system's working fine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, I say the same thing to my customers. I'm like, if I hook up gauges, there's potential of removing gas out of the system that doesn't need to be removed. There's potential of adding gas or contamination like contaminated gas that might have been in, in my gauges prior or you, you know what i mean there, there's all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff that that could happen and there's no need to open up a system if, if you don't need to do that um i i totally agree 100 and i and i always say like 
if you know how a unit runs, like the middle of the summer, let's say it's 90 degrees outside, you walk up to that unit, the, the air coming off the top of the condenser is hot, like the way it always feels. I mean, the P-trap is pouring out water. The, um, like you said, your splits are good. Inside feels nice. Um, the temperature is good. The humidity is good. And it's actually cycling off. That, that, is, that is a huge thing, cycling off. Because if it continues to run all the time, there, there's obviously a problem. Like, I don't know how many dirty condensers I've found over the years that have caused units to just continue to run and run and run and run because they're running so hot. They can't get rid of mm-hmm. the, the heat. They can't get rid of the heat the, the evaporator has absorbed. absorbed. And I cleaned a little, uh, I think it was a fridge or a freezer. I can't remember if it was a fridge or a freezer, but the condenser, this was probably about six months ago. The condenser was filthy. Like it had like easily a quarter inch to a half inch of fluff over top of it. Oh, geez. And, and I cleaned it. And the minute I was done cleaning it, within that minute or two, the thing just cycled off. I'm like, wow, like incredible. And, and for me, what I do with those things, because you can't put gauges on them. Sometimes I take a, a temp of the discharge line just to, just to see. Um, and then I'll write it down kind of somewhere. And then the next time I go back, I'll check it again and make sure that it's kind of in line. It just gives me an indication of sort of what might be happening in the system. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been finding um, this. My big thing this year has been um, cleaning outdoor coils on you know, people's air conditioning systems. And I, you know, and there have been times where it's like I look at one, I'm like, oh, that's not so bad. It'll be a quick, you know, a quick wash or whatever. And then I start going to, to town on it and like dirt just comes flying out. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, how long have you been like this? It's just it's insane. Um and, you know, and then these, and then, you know, like, then I, and some of the customers that, you know, like, well, you guys come out to do this every year and, you know, no one's done that before. I'm like, well, you know, everyone's different and we're all, we're all learning. And my big thing this year is, you know, this is my big thing this year that I really wanted to, you know, emphasize is, you know, getting these outdoor coils clean. And it's just crazy what a difference it can make. Mm-hmm. Oh, huge difference. Um, and that's, that's one of the things during that podcast with Jim is, is what he was kind of saying, like, make sure everything like make sure everything's clean like your condenser coils are clean your evaporator coils clean the blower wheels are clean the filters clean and i mean putting it on your gauges for me has always been a last resort it's always been a last resort right and during a maintenance if things are running well never 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 the only the only time i pull them out is when that hvac six sense <laughs> that spidey sense kicks in wait mm-hmm. a minute i think there's something wrong over there i'm going i'm going to go gauge up or actually what i do now predominantly is as i smart probe up because i, I don't right I, it's, it's way easier to to use your smart probes on a system if you're just doing a diagnosis or troubleshooting than it is to put your gauges on because now you're dealing with hoses and stuff like that and you got if they're empty you got you got to try to purge the air out before you hook them up so you don't get air in the system right and and mine mine are always usually empty because i, I I put them back into the case afterwards. Um, so they're nice and neat after. And, and I, and I um, bungee the case in my van. So it sits in one place. And I find that it really helps maintain the, um, the longevity of the tool. Mm-hmm. But like I said, on my last podcast there, I was talking about getting questions, whether smart probes, digital manifold, I go with smart probes most of the time, unless I'm charging or evacuating a system, then I'll bring the manifold set up. So, yeah. I mean, are, are, are you looking to jump into the, uh, the digital game anytime soon? 
I would like to. Um, it's just I would I would hope I'm, I need to talk to my boss about it because I want to see if maybe he'll like help you know help out like do like a fifty fifty split on some on, on a set because yep. I I would love to get start getting involved with some of that like using Measure Quick and some of these other you know tools um, to kind of like help with di- diagnosis. But even like you know the you know Jim like Jim has talked about with the commissioning side to give yourself a benchmark so that way you can say here's how the system is performing at like its peak efficiency at its peak performance. And if something deviates from that, well, then you know that there's you can dive in and take a bit, little better look and see if what's going on. Yeah, that's that's right. There's 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 there's, there's definite benefits to digitally recording and, and stamping um, the performance of a system from day one and to monitor it over time. There, there's a huge benefit to that. Um, so you have a story to tell, and and uh, I, I'd like you to uh, I'd like to give you the the this stage to, to kind of tell your story sure in, in, in your own words so i mean it, it's all yours man okay great well i guess yeah um to to start i mean i mean i guess in high school like i was i like i grew up believing you know like oh you know college is like the only way to get into you know a, a good career or whatever like you know college is the way to go and, and in fact um you know in high school my high school and i think it's still kind of true today like you know the vote tech kids were like like oh you know, you send those kids off to you know, the ones that aren't as, as academically smart so they can do whatever. And um, with what, I remember when I was a senior in high school, we, for some reason we had like some kind of random um, like powwow meeting with our principal and our principal was, you know, said, you know, who all is going to the Votech and, you know, the handful of students that were going there raised their hands and he goes, you guys are looking at future millionaires and we're all kind of like, oh, yeah, okay, really. Which in hindsight now makes me laugh because it's, it's very true. It's just, you know, I've kind of like this other side um in that sense um but that's 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 you know getting ahead of myself a little bit there um so i graduated high school went to a four-year school graduated uh in 2006 um, with a bachelor of arts and um wanted to originally be a youth pastor um and uh then ended up working like little odd jobs worked at main worked in a, a couple maintenance jobs and then um, finally it was, uh, when was that? 2011. I'm jumping ahead a little bit here. I know, but, uh, but, but in like 2011, after working some of these maintenance jobs, you know, my wife and I, we, uh, sat down and we were looking over our finances and she goes, look, we got it. You know, we, so we said, you know, someone's got to do something because we're, we're not, we're barely making it. And I had said, well, you're doing all you can. I said, I need to take the plunge and go back and go back to school for some training. And I had been looking, I had been toying with the idea of going to a uh, trade school, um, but I just, you know, never didn't really feel the commitment to do so. But then I just, that's when I took the plunge in 2012. It was a year long schooling thing for, for their HVAC program. And I have not looked back since. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. The opportunities that are out there for the trades. I mean, I've, you know, I'm, I'm a huge um, fan of Mike Rowe and more recently Josh Zolan um, and, and other guys like yourself who are just like really trying to show how amazing the trades can be that you don't have to, you know, put yourself into tens of thousands or even like hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt just to quote unquote make it. Mm-hmm. 
So cool opportunity the other day. I had a leaking discharge line. It was cracked at the flare nut where it goes into the compressor. So I cut that whole section of pipe out and I wanted to make my own dipsy doodle kind of pipe because what, what it, it came out this kind of weird angle bend and then it came up and did a u-shape and i cut that whole piece out and i remade it out at my truck so the way i remade it i used three tools okay one of them true tech tools sent me that was the hilmer tubing bender and the thing is fabulous by the way so i used that to manipulate the half inch pipe into the shape that i wanted and to set this thing off to give it the finishing touches i I used the hydraulic, Navax hydraulic swaging tool on the one end, throw on a nice swage, and then I used the, uh, the battery powered flaring tool on the other end, throw in a nice flare. And I did remember the nut. I did remember the flare nut, surprisingly, because <laughs> a lot of times you forget that. Anyway, so those three tools are completely badass. Two of them are Navic tools, right? And I've shown you guys those before. One of them was the Hilmer bending kit from, from True Tech Tools. And all of those are under the 8% off at True Tech with promo code NONO. Everything but Fluke and FLIR. So in the same day, in the same day that I did that, or maybe it was the next day, I can't remember. Everything kind of molds into one. Another cool experience I went up to a machine on the roof. It was a York unit, five ton circuit. It was a 10 ton unit, five ton circuit. And it was completely out of refrigerant, completely out. But I still had some R22 in my hoses from, from my gauges and my 557s. So when I put those on to check the pressure in the system, obviously that pressure released itself into the system. And now the pressure went from like zero up to about five PSI. That's where it was sitting. So it's not enough to leak check. So I bumped that pressure up with nitrogen, um, just over 200 PSI. And I used the 316-3, my Testo electronic leak detector. And I put it up into a little bit of, of a pipe chase and it was going nuts. I actually put a video on Instagram and Facebook if you wanna see it. It was going nuts. So this pipe chase was underneath the lid of the unit. I picked that lid of the unit up and I traced along the piping and found that there was a, um, the piping was rubbing where the condenser panel sits down onto it. It was rubbing and it just kind of wore out a, um, a small indentation in that pipe and that's where it was leaking from. And with the refrigerant mixed with that nitrogen, it was leaking and kind of coming down that chase and that's how I located the leak. But I was very surprised that two hoses filled with R22 and that much nitrogen, the 316-3 was able to pick up the refrigerant. So that tells me it's sensitive, sensitive enough to pick up very small leaks. So very cool stuff there. Um, guys, as always, I tell you about the Blue One app because it's filled with a ton of, a ton of good information, a ton of conversion instructions and unit manuals out the yin-yang, right? There's 20,000 plus on there. It's nuts. So check out the Blue One app, get your level one accreditation, you will get a call from a Blue On rep just to have a quick chat. And it's not salesy. I've, I've had um, people tell me that they called them up. It wasn't a salesy call at all. It was just to have a chat. Hey, how's it going? We're here to help. Anytime you need us, give us a call. So that's the Blue On app. The other app that I'm kind of talking about right now is the Company Cam app, which I've used a few times just to test out. It's on my phone, the app. And 
basically what it is is it takes GPS stamped photos of a project and lands them in one spot so everybody on the team can see those photos in chronological order of, of how they were taken to view a project to see how things are going right it's it's a little bit different people were saying well I can use um, I can use some other platforms on my phone to do this well you still need to go through and organize those photos into those platforms this is like instantaneous organization of, of all the photos right so check that out there's a free trial on that I will leave the link in the podcast notes if you guys are up for a free trial to check out company cam and what it's all about yeah it's 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 very true and you brought up josh dolan and and he wrote an awesome book blue is the new white i read that book actually and i thought it was i thought it was fantastic (laughs) yeah no he he did he did write an excellent book and i I told him that and and one of the things that I, i told him that he did that he said in the beginning of the book is like, listen, if you want to skip past a few pages and peruse and all that, feel free. Like he, he wasn't trying to commit you to the reading every single word of the book because you wrote it almost as a reference. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and, he, and he said that in the book, you can go back to it. It's not like a storybook where you read the story and go, oh, cool story and put it down and then move on with your life. You can actually go back to it every once in a while and, 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 and reference some stats and stuff as you're like maybe having a discussion like this about the trades or whatever, you know what I mean? So it, it, it was a very good book and, and I recommend anybody that, that um, likes to read or I don't even know if it's on audible. I should check that. Have you, have, do you know if it's on audible? That I don't know. I actually downloaded it on Kindle um, okay. because it's still, it's, it's still a dollar. There's a shameless plug there for the book. Um, but um, I, I mean, because and it's a short read. I mean, I mean, I guess maybe just because of my my four year schooling, I suppose, and having to read these massive textbooks at times, you know, it's just like you know, a hundred twenty page book is like is nothing. I mean, I read mm-hmm. through that thing in about it was like took me like two three nights. It didn't take me very long, but you know, the content and I was just I'm just like I wanted to like you know stand up and cheer and just be like, yeah, this is it's so very very true. Like I am a and that's what kind of inspired me to you know, reach out to you was the fact that like, I am a product of both sides of the system. Like I went to that, I went to that four-year school. I did that and it didn't work out. Um, and I know, um, Oh, the other Matt, um, that's in your area. Oh, can't think of his oh, name. Matt, Matt Waxer. Um, yes. Yeah. You know, he, he has his, um, that, you know, he went further, I suppose. Cause he had a, did he say he have a doctorate in psychology? He's, he's, or he's got, he's got a PhD in, in psychology. That's right. I mean, so, I mean, he went and did, you know, however long that took him and then ended up working in the trades himself. I mean, so it's, it's, it's interesting to see the, um, the byproducts, I suppose, of like the, of, you know, everyone being like, oh yeah, you got to go to school. And what's really funny to cap an ironic twist on all of this, um, especially this, and this happened just yesterday. Um, my former, my, my college, my alum, my alma mater, they were doing, they're compiling like this data of like, you know, alumni stories or whatever. And they had, uh, you know, they were, so I called this number, whatever, and this company's going through whatever. And, and then at one of the questions that this gentleman asked me, I just had to chuckle, but it just kind of, uh, emphasize the point of where we've come as far as like, you know, we're still on this college focus. She says, you know, looking back on what you know now and all the knowledge you've attained over the years, what would you tell your younger self 
about looking for a, for a school or looking for a college. And I flat out said, I might be telling my younger self, you don't need to go to college. And he was kind of stunned by that answer <laughs> because yeah. I, you know, and I explained, you know, that what, well, here's what I'm doing now. I ended up going back to a trade school for a year long program. And this is what I'm doing. I'm not doing anything with my degree. Mm -hmm. And he was just kind of, it was, he was, it was slightly stunned. He goes, well, your story is quite unique. I thought to myself, well, yeah, it's, it's probably not very often that you have someone that's like, look, you know, this four-year degree did not serve me. Yeah. I, I've had, <coughs> excuse me. Sorry. Something's getting stuck in my throat there. I've had um, a, a bunch of people over the last couple of years in their, uh, probably like between 30 to 40, asking if they should go into the trade like how hard would it be to get into the trade i actually had it's funny i, I actually had a lady reach out to me um mm -hmm. and she she was saying her son and her husband wanted to get into the trade and she's like my son that's cool like he's young he can start the, but she's like i'm worried should should my uh should my husband change career paths at this point in age and i'm like well i mean that's really a choice that you have to decide on your own like I mean, as you get older, the trade gets harder on your body. Um, mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not easy to learn. I mean, it takes a while to learn. Like, I'm still learning now. <clears throat> I've been in the trade, it feels like, forever, right? And, 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 I'll, and I'll be learning till the day I'm out of it, right? And, oh, yeah, and you never, it's, you never it's, stop it's, learning. And, and, I, and I just said that. I said, you're constantly learning. It's difficult to learn. But if your husband's determined enough, to do it, he'll do it, right? Um, somebody messaged me actually prior to that, which is probably like a month ago. I think they were like 50. They're 50 years old. And they're like, should I get into the trade at this age? And I'm like, man, it's, it's totally up to you. Like, if, you're, if you feel fit, if you feel that you can learn something new, like, it would help if you're mechanically inclined already. Because if you're mm -hmm. not, if you're not at that age, I mean, somebody hiring a 50-year-old, it, it's, it's t sad to say, but I just see it from a, an owner's mentality. They're hiring somebody in their 50s that come aboard and now they have to train them from scratch. And they're not a long-term investment because they might only last 10 years at the most. You know what I mean? Right. Maybe, maybe longer, maybe, depending on their shape. But when you hire a young kid that's 18 and you groom them and you're like, that could be like a 30 year investment. Right. So I, oh, I yeah. can see, I can see both sides there from, from this guy and, and, and his ambition to switch it up and to learn something new. And I think that's great. And then I see it from the owner's side where I could see this individual maybe having a tough time finding a job in the trade. If he's not mechanically inclined already and can't perform basic tasks, you know what I mean? Right. And yeah, and to echo that a little bit, um, my when I went to this when I went to school for H for HVAC, um, most of my peers, um, I took I took I mean I did even classes like I was working in the day and then we were meeting in the evening, um, and most of my peers were uh, kind of you know in my in the same similar shoes as I was like they were just looking for a career change. We had a couple of kid of uh, well I guess they're not they're not so I many. This is like you know eight years ago now, but. So they're not kids anymore, but, um, but you know, the, you know, they they had just gotten out of high school and they were doing that. And, um, I remember our uh, instructors always would say, you know, we like teaching the evening classes because you guys are the ones that are more motivated because you're working full time typically during the day. And then you're coming here to do these classes. So you're more motivated than the morning classes, which are typically just full of these, you know, 
uh, the kids that run out of high school whose parents are kind of footing the bill for this trade school or whatever, and they don't really give two shits in a sense. Um, but there, in my class, there was also there's a, um, a guy, he was in his 40s, um, and he was looking to make a switch. And um, he ended up, long story short, now he's actually, a, he works as a, a branch manager for one of our, um, for one of the, our wholesale distributors. I mean, so that worked out for him. So, I mean, um, I know other, other guys have talked about, you know, they're like, there are different avenues depending on where you want to go. I mean, yeah, you can go and like to be uh, into the distributor route, you know, basically kind of, you know, be behind the counter and help people out, get parts or whatever. I mean, there's a whole section of things for, you know, for all ages, really just kind of have to find your, uh, your niche. Yeah, that's, that's true. I mean, they, there's, there's a ton of, I guess you could call them desk jobs in, in this industry as well. And, and I mean, you don't have to be a high level engineer or anything to have one of those jobs. You, you can be, you can be in sales for, for uh, a distributor or a wholesaler or something like that. And I mean, that, that, that is a pretty good position too. Um, so, I mean, like now, now that you made that switch, like where do you envision it going? You being in the trade now, do you envision, um, you owning your own company one day or, or moving in a different sort of avenue once you have a little bit more experience or do you just want to be like a tech and fix stuff for, for your career? Like how, how do you see that rolling for you? Uh, well, especially with my, with my family, um, trying to, you know, for me, like benefits are a huge thing. Like they're a big mm-hmm. deal, especially, um, uh, I mean, I told you, I, I, you know, I've, I've, I actually have five, you know, I have five total kids. So my, I've got seven in the house. So I've got, you know, wow. seven mouths to feed seven <laughs> yeah. people to, to, you know, to care for whatever. Um, so at the moment, you know, it's like, I, like every now and then I, I just pop on, like I'll pop on. I looked at, I've looked at Hirago a couple of times and or I'll look on like Indeed or other, you know, job search sites just to see what's out there. And there's not where I am now, especially with the experience that I have, like it's, I'm very comfortable. Um, and I, but I've mentioned to my boss too, that maybe someday I'd like to maybe take on something like more of a service manager kind of role. Um, we'll see how that goes. Um, Cause currently basically he, it's like the buck stops with him. Um, as far as as far as the hierarchy goes, which is, I mean, it's interesting. It's nice in a sense because um, it's a relatively, it's a smaller company. I'm not going to say it's not like you know some mom and pop like you know ten people, whatever. It's 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 uh, it's it is a family business, but there's about you know thirty employees, and so we were able to take on larger jobs. So um, at this point, yeah, I just enjoy being you know just learning as much as I can, just being um, the best tech I can be to fix stuff. Um, and I've got some of the older guys that call me for things because, like I said, you know, they don't understand some of the, the new things. They're like, you know, hey, we're working on this fancy new, you know, ductless system. It's giving us this. What, what do you think of that or whatever, you know, or setting or even going out to do some commissioning on things because I actually take time to read manuals. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like some of our installers just don't. They, I, I keep trying to help them and say, you know, just read the manual. If you do that, oh, no, I can't understand. You need to come out here, you know you should come out here and do this. Ah, oh, fine. You know, kind of thing. So that's where I, you know, that's where I am right now. And that's where I, that's where I'd like to be. I mean, I just, I just thoroughly enjoy doing this. I mean, this is just like the bee's knees for me. Like if, you know, if I, me working is like, you know, it's like my little vacation, I guess it's, 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 it's it, there's not, it's not a cause of stress. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get to your point there about the small companies and then the hierarchy and, and how high you can, you, you can get, cause I have a, an opinion on that too. But 
you brought up Harago and <clears throat> when you brought it up, it reminded me and I, and I just want to make, I'll make this announcement real quick. Now Harago sure. actually is going to be no more soon. And, and I'm sad about that because it was two mm. young guys. It was two young guys um, that started Harago in a, an attempt to help create jobs, um, help employers find employees and help techs find companies. And it's just, kind of not where it's not going in the direction they want it to go and um i, I feel bad because it's, it's coming to an end and I, and I really tried to help them um show it off a little bit because they were it was a startup company and mm-hmm. the, the ceo was a very young guy i actually found out he has autism and i thought and i'm like when i found out he has autism and he's a startup like he runs his own website in the cayman islands um and he, he's he's a startup guy. He, he tries to start up company after company after company. And that, I thought that was so awesome. And when I, when I heard this story, I'm like, you know what? Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll tell people about Harago. You guys are trying to grow something here and you're trying to help tax. I'll tell, I'll tell people about it, but sure. It's kind of, it's coming to an end sadly. Hmm. That's unfortunate. Anyway. Yeah. Any, anyway. Um, I just wanted to, since you brought it up, I just wanted to throw it out there before I forgot, but sure. Speaking to your point about smaller companies and, and, and climbing through the ranks, I mean, we're at a smaller company too. Like I'm, I'm at a smaller company where, where I'm at and mm-hmm. it's, it's about probably 30 ish people like in total. Uh, we got some plumbers, we got HVAC techs, we have the people in the office and I mean, we, there's no real, real place to advance. There's the owner, um, the install manager, we got a general manager and then we have our dispatcher who's also, um, kind, kind of like a quasi type service manager. Um, cause he's been in the field for like 30 plus years. Right. And then he's mm-hmm. getting older. So he took, took us a, a role in the office. So that, that, that's, that's basically it. I mean, and I don't want to work in an office. Hell no. I do. <laughs> I don't want to work in an office cause I'll be bored stiff. Right. Oh, yeah. And then, and then when you're in the office, it's like, there's no freedom. One of the, one of the best parts about being a technician in this industry is the freedom because hey, like if you get to a site, you're efficient, you get your job done quick. I mean, you can sit down on the roof or whatever in the shade and just kind of put your head back and relax and just, just enjoy yourself up on the roof. If it's a nice day. And you know what I mean? And just take your time, right? You can't do that in an office. <laughs> oh, yeah. Because no. everybody's looking at you. Everybody's staring at you. People want this. People want that. You're getting emails constantly. Um, but, I mean, you can, you can, when you have that freedom, you can kind of stop and smell the flowers once in a while. And so, and I did that the other day. It was awesome. I just got the, uh, that Supco umbrella and, and I shoved it up onto the rooftop, changed a, a pulley, and I had my, my phone on in the blower section as I'm changing, like listening to music. And I was done the pulley, checked everything out. Everything was running good. And then I just turned around and put my arms on the back of the rooftop just for like 10 minutes, just to, to relax. And I just watched the rain. You know what I mean? It wasn't raining hard, but mm-hmm. I was under the umbrella. I felt like all comfy and cozy. And I'm like, I'm going to watch the rain for a bit. Just, just relax. So you, you can't do that kind of stuff in an office. And that's one of the cool things about this trade is being by yourself and getting to be outside in the elements. I know it sucks sometimes, but sometimes it's really cool too. 
Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, that, that's what I love about doing this too. It's like, you know, I never, you never know what you're doing from day to day. You know, every place is different. Um, I mean, you get used to some of your sites or whatever, but at the same time, it's like, at least, especially with, what I appreciate with, with our office is like, you know, I might be, you know, I might get a pile of, of calls or whatever, but at the same time, you, you know, no one is, no one is up my butt being like, you know, Hey, you know, you need to be done faster, or whatever, you know, it's like, they understand, like, if they want stuff done, I will do it my way and it will be done right. And it will be done thoroughly. And, you know, no one's going to be complaining about, you know, I'm you know going to be complaining about, uh, um, you know, that, you know, this guy rushed through everything. And then, and then I get a call back. I mean, cause no one likes that. Right. <laughs> no one likes the call back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. And, and I was going to say in larger companies too, we can, we could advance, um, to, to different levels, depending on the stages of management that they have. Like, uh, um, but realistically to, to get to the, the top of, of the chain in the industry, I think you need to be an, the owner of, of your own company that that is probably the, the top, right? Because you're, you're running your own show. You're not answering to anybody, but your customers. And, and I think that's where a lot of people want to be because you, you see all these one man shows pop up, all these like startup companies for HVAC and it's all the guys that, or, or women as well that have, gone through the ranks in their company, they've got to the point where there's a ceiling. They're like, well, what do I do next? I think the next step is to own my own company. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I, I really wasn't down for that just because there's a lot of regulations here. There's a lot of hoops to jump through. And, and I've seen some of the, the problems that owners have, like chasing money, um, having, having, accounts not pay you for months and months and months and building a credit and a because you, you want to keep their business and you're hoping one day you'll get a check. I, I, I've seen all this. I've seen owners in, in the, the office till, till two in the morning doing up tenders and quotes and stuff like that. And I mean, I don't know. I, that's not the, the, the lifestyle that I want for myself. Okay, can you see yourself doing stuff like that? No, that's not. And that's not really my personality either it's like you know i just i like to do you know put in a day's work put in a good day's work and then just be able to come home spend time with my family you know sit around eat dinner not be and just be like you know work is done you know i put in my eight hours work is done you know i don't have to worry about anything else unless you're on the unless i'm on call but that's another Mm -hmm. can of worms and that's what i i mean at least right now just because you know all my kids are still so young i mean they're my oldest is nine um, and my youngest is one so i mean yeah, they're all, they're all still young and, you know, they still enjoy, you know, you know, they always, you know, a lot of them actually pretty much all of them, I pull up in the driveway and, you know, with the nicer weather now, they're all bolting out the door. They're going, dad, I mean, that's, I mean, I don't know about you, but it, it, with your kids, but I mean, when they do that, it's just like the best feeling in the world. It's just like, you know, I am missed, you know, I am loved. This is, this is what it's about. You know, this is what I'm doing it for. Yeah. yeah. No, I, 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 I feel that because my four-year-old, he's, he's, uh, he's like that right now. My, my, my middle one. Yeah. He's still like that. My older one, he's like, he's like going on like he's 10, but he's going on like 15 or whatever. He's just like, <laughs> when, when he see when he sees me, he sees me and I get a hug, but he doesn't run down the stairs all excited anymore. But my four-year-old, he, <laughs> I pull up to the, to the house. I had to park across the street because there was cars in the driveway or whatever. And he runs outside and then he sits down on his little ch- chair, just staring at my van with a big smile on his face. And I'm like, 
that it just it just puts you kind of at, at at some sort of relief like when you when you get home and then until the chaos starts you're like oh i wish i was back at work <laughs> pretty much yeah that's right <laughs> yeah oh, so yeah. You, you you live my life then pretty much pretty much yeah except I mean, with no, more I mean, kids with more kids more kids yeah and yeah um, i mean i'm in my i'm in my mid-30s right now so i mean i'm you know, so I, I um little i guess i think yeah i'm pretty i'm, I'm guessing i'm a little younger than you i don't remember if you said that before or not <laughs> i'm 41 <laughs> okay I'm 41. yeah well so not not too much but yeah it's it just yeah it's it's just that sort of thing and you know and of course then i hear about um you know brian Orr, and he's got his 10 kids and apparently mm-hmm. i just recently found out he's like only two years older than me and i'm like dude whoa how i don't even want to know how how he manages all that i mean i don't know God i don't know how he there. yeah i don't know how I, I know he does podcasts and stuff from home um yeah as well because when i when i when when me and him got in, onto a podcast he was at home and i was at home it was dead silent i'm like i'm thinking in my head like where's all the kids <laughs> <laughs> so i mean he must he must have a pretty like decent um you know what i mean he's he's got a decent hold on on the the craziness in the house a lot maybe not i don't know brian i, I have no idea but <laughs> well we, we, didn't, we, we, didn't, we didn't hear your kids during that interview so but you don't hear like, you don't hear mine often. That's because I wait till they're in bed. Mm-hmm. Most well, of the time. Like, most of the time. Ex- right. Exactly. That's what I mean. Like right now, tonight. You know, this worked out very well because um, my my three older ones are actually visiting their grandparents, and so my two younger ones then are going to bed before you know before eight o'clock. And I was like, and you said about when you when you offered up the invitation, I was like, oh, this is like like the stars have aligned, and this is perfect. Yeah, this is fantastic. This is excellent timing. This is like the best. This is like the best day to actually do this because I am not in the midst of a bunch of chaos. The chaos is like in half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, man. So let, let's get back to the work life for a few minutes, yeah. and then then, then, sure. then I'll let you, then I'll let you go because uh, I, I'm sure it's. Um, I don't even know what time it is. Oh, it's only eight forty. Come on, it's it's still early. We can crack a couple beers like we did with Matt and Mike the other week there. <laughs> <laughs> I heard um, that the little <laughs> yeah yeah a couple, couple cracks during that so and that was fun actually um so for for you like what you said you enjoy helping out the guys and stuff like what what do you enjoy the most like service installs um residential commercial like what what do you enjoy doing the most um, I'm primarily service. Um, whenever I first started with the company, um, I'm, this is the second company I've been with. The first company I was with for maybe not, not even a year. Um, it was just was not not a good fit at all for me. Um, but where I am now, um, I started out kind of like as a helper, um, and so I was, and I wrote to kind of you know to go along with my the whole the story. I suppose is that I was I wrote along with guys for I think yeah, for about two years, I was just with some, I was like with one of the senior guys and I bounced around. So I learned, um, I learned, you know, some of the things like things to do, like little things that I picked up and it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. That seems like a good thing to do. I'll start incorporating that. I'll learn, I'll do that. But I also learned some things not to do because there are some, some guys that aren't, um, as diligent or they take shortcuts. Um, and it's like, hey, I'm not going to, I think I'm just going to not, I was making a note to not be that like that. So, um, so I guess since, uh, let me think here, I guess 20, ooh, 2017, 2016, somewhere in there is whenever I got, um, I essentially like cut loose and it was like, you know, Hey, you've got your own van, you are out on your own. 
you're part of the on-call rotation. Like you are, you are your, you're, you are your island in a sense. Um, mm-hmm. Which, you know, which isn't, you know, of course, isn't true being in a company because you can always call someone, but it was like, you know, I'm on my own. Like, you know, you know, if I run into something, I can either figure, try to figure it out or, um, you know, or call someone, but at the same time, it's just kind of like, you know, I'm, I'm doing my own thing now. Um, so that's what I've been, that's what I do primarily is service. I have, every now and then I jump in with installs, but mainly at this point, um, we've been getting into some of the newer uh, technologies like um, Carrier has like their, um, I'm not sure if you have familiar with carrier stuff, but they've, they're doing this um, converge stuff where you can pair uh, a standard air handler unit with a ductless, what, what would be, what would you, you would normally call a ductless outdoor unit. And so we've been doing some of that. And so it's like, I kind of grabbed that, um, that bull by the horns um, and was doing some research and reading up on that and how that all works or whatever. And now it's, I'm like one of the guys that goes out to commission that stuff. Is that, um, um is that, when you say like a, <clears throat> a ductless split condensing unit, is that like, uh, is it got like a, a variable speed compressor in it? Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just, it is, you know, it's, it's like, you know, so it's um, you know, like your standard, like a Fujitsu, Mitsubishi, Samsung, whatever. It's like that kind of, it's in, but it's carrier, but yeah, it's a, you know, the outside ductless inverter heat pump, and then you pair it with um, typically a variable speed air handler. And then there's a, a component um, that's called an interface that goes between the two. And that's how the two of them then talk to each other. Mm-hmm. It, it sounds cool. Um, there's, there's, uh, I've heard about this. There's one called Dakin fit. Have you heard of that one? I've heard of, uh, I think I've heard the name, but I'm not quite sure what it is exactly. I think Dakin fit and, I don't know a hundred percent, so I shouldn't really, I just went on their website here, but it's, I think it's uh, like similar to what you're describing. Cause it's, I believe it's for residential and it's got mm-hmm. like a, a ductless, like I'm looking at a little video here. Somebody's having a party and there's a Dakin <laughs> ductless split condensing it outside. And, um, but I don't, I can't see the, the inside Oh, inside and out air conditioning and heat pump. So I'm looking to see if, if the air handler is, is like a, kind of a traditional yeah it looks like it yeah it looks like um they got like traditional a traditional air handler so it's it's along the same lines as what you're talking about that they can fit yeah okay then yeah but yeah i guess yeah carry but carrier calls it they for the you know they call it converge because i guess it's like this okay. convergence of like you know of uh yeah of like unitary and ductless kind of together um so that's been kind of interesting to, you know, to dabble in some of this new, you know, like I said, this new stuff. And then, um, and I just enjoy getting training. I mean, like, I guess in some ways I'm kind of, uh, I try to be a little slightly nerdy like Brian might be <laughs> and just like, just to see what's up and coming. Um, like, you know, uh, one of the things that's on like a, my career bucket list is to eventually get to one of the AHR shows. Um, it might not happen probably for a couple of years just because of, kids being so young because my wife would kill me if I left her alone with all the kids for three days mm-hmm. <laughs> but someday I would love to go to that just to see just to see all the the, the innovations and honestly in some ways to even like see some of these people now you know that I've uh, started following on Instagram and you know like I guess you know the, H, the HVAC fam as it as it's called um, just to see some of these people and that, I think that'd just be really neat yeah, there's there's a lot of neat stuff going on there, and a lot of a lot of upcoming 
products and, and stuff that you don't usually hear about. And I really want to go too. I just don't know if I'm going to make it this year or not because my kids are young and honestly, at the end of the day, <laughs> like, cause my wife stays home at the end of the day, she is f- like finished. Like she's like, Oh my God, I gotta like go have a break. I need a coffee. I gotta go lie down. Cause it's just nuts. Right. So, oh yeah. My wife's, so my wife's the same way. Yeah. Three, three days. I don't know what you're saying. Leaving her alone for three days. <laughs> she would go, she would go haywire and it's not like I'm down the street or anything. Mm-mm. Yeah, no, my yeah, my wife's the same way. She you know, she's a, she works, but her stuff is in the evening, so it works out really well with us. Um, and so um, it's yes, but yeah, she's essentially a stay-at-home mom. So it's like I get home, and it's just it's like you know, she hates it if I'm leaving late for work. She's like, I just need my space. I need mm-hmm. my break. <laughs> I need your help to help rein in the chaos, kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's. I, I, it sounds like we're, we're in similar boats. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I'm sure tons of guys are. I'm sure tons of guys are listening and going, yeah, yeah, I I hear you. Um, speaking of innovative products, I was trying to go back on, onto LinkedIn to see if I could find it again, but, and and I knew this was coming down, down the, down the chute because, and I just saw the video today and I'm like, Hmm, interesting. And this is going to be this is going to be one of those controversial products, um, as well. But I'm going to test it, and I'm going to find out if it works, and I'm going to find out where and why and how, because that's mm-hmm. what I do. That's what I do with products like that. And and it was it's from Cool Air Products, and I had a, a discussion with their president about this uh, three or four months ago. So, Cool Air Products they 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 bring products from Aircom over E. R-R-E-C-O-M. I think it's called ERCOM. It feels awkward when you say that word for some reason, but it, it's, a, it's a company out of Italy and they manufacture a bunch of stuff and Cooler Products brings it over and they distribute it here in North America. Now they've developed this leak, external leak um, seal product. In the video I was watching, there's two different... Um, little bottles or little vials or whatever. And it's good for up to 10 applications. So a leak up to one millimeter, basically you take a brush, you, you, you brush this liquid over it and then you scatter in, in the next vial, there's powder, you scatter the powder over it. And I'm pretty sure that it said after 20 minutes, it could take up to 70, 750 PSI of pressure after seven minutes, after 20 minutes of curing, right? Now you'd think, of course, I'm going to braise that. I'm not going to put that stuff on it. But there are instances where like the, the external stuff. So there's some instance, you ever seen the putty stuff that you ever seen a video of, of me using that putty stuff? I've heard of other guys using that. No, that okay. Are you talking about the, the, uh, the external, the AC smart seal external? Yeah. So I used yeah. it in a really cool application and it worked really well for me. It was a water reg valve, like a, a high pressure water reg valve for a server unit. And it has a, a cap line that, that attaches to the discharge line or the liquid line. I think it's a liquid line to monitor the pressure. And then it starts to feed water, more water as the pressure gets higher to maintain. Like, I think I have it set at like 225 or something like that, right? For mm-hmm. R22. Yeah. So that, that cap line rubbed out on another line and there was a tiny little hole in it. And I was in a server room. I had to get 
and it was totally out of refrigerant. So when you're in a server room, to spark a torch, it sucks because the room is sealed. There's no, there's no ventilation. The room is 100% sealed with a vapor barrier. There might be some fresh air coming in a little bit just for building requirements and, and the sake of the occupants. But lighting a torch in there, whatever you, whatever you the, the smell's in there for like a day. It's, it, it's ridiculous. So I'm like, I'm going to try Smart Seal External on this little tiny hole. And I wrapped it around and it worked. And it's, it's been on there now for eight months, maybe almost a year, maybe almost a year now, maybe 10 months. And, and, it, and it worked fine. And we have a quote to replace that water reg valve. And we just have to schedule a time to do it. But mm-hmm. it, it worked until replacement. So in a case like, like that, that stuff, it, 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 it may be some sort of option for something like that. So I just try to open up my mind these days to, to ways I can use things. You know what I mean? Um, sure. Where other people get closed mind and that's where the arguments come from. It's like, you're a hack. And I'm like, no, I'm testing. <laughs> I want to make sure it works. And then when I know it works, hey, it's in a bind, it might work for me at some point. Sure. Yeah. Right. I was saying, it's, it sounds, that's, it sounds similar to, you know, the whole, like, you know, the, the opening of your mind. I remember I read your article there in the um, RSES journal there about, you know, don't be, um, don't be old school about the new school products or whatever, and whatever the, exactly the catchy title was, but you know, that sounds something similar. And I've been, I, I try to do that where it's like, you know, even, even I have times that there are some things where I'm like, well, what up? It's like, what? but then I go, you know what though? It's something new and different. Give it a whirl and see what happens. Um, so, you know, I, I know, um, I think even like with like, say like with the pro press stuff, um, you know, and there are some guys who are like, Oh, oh no, that stuff's not going to work. And I'm, I've been buying that hook, line, and sinker. I'm like, you know, there's one, uh, one job where we, we put a new system in for these folks. We, um, and we didn't run a new line set because of, uh, accessibility was just really tight and ended up finding, I found a, a, a rub through between like right where the, um, the line set came um, from the basement of the home and kind of, and right at the wall penetration basically before it went outside. And there was this, there's this pinhole leak. And I ended up, um, ended up using the, pr- the press, you know, pressing that because the, uh, the drop ceiling in there had just had all this insulation. And of course, same story. There's no way I'm going to be lighting a torch in there to be trying to braze anything. I'm going to light the whole basement on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so, you know, I was like, Hey, can I, you know, use a pro press, you know, zip bang boom in about pit 10 minutes with a new piece of pipe pressurized it vacuumed it and it's still going. And that's, that's been a couple of years now too, but yeah, I mean, I'm some of this new stuff. I'm like, Hey, if it makes my job easier, I'm all for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would love to try the pro press or the zoom lock or, or whatever, whatever one is out there. I, I would love to get my hands on it and just play with it for sure. Mm-hmm. As far as yes, with, um, I'll, I'll tell, I'll say this with, with the zoom lock, the thing with zoom lock that I don't like is that there, you have to use their proprietary tool. Um, okay. There are other, there are other um, manufacturers out there. Um, the one we use is, uh, uh, I think it's Rothenberger is the name of it, but their jaws you can use with like, say a rigid press tool, or maybe even with a Milwaukee press tool or any other kind of press tool. It's not, it's kind of, it's more universal. It's not proprietary like zoom lock is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 I'd still, I'd still love to get my hands on it. Like I've never, I've never seen one at a supplier ever. So interesting. Yeah. I've, I've never seen one and I've never seen anybody come by and demonstrate it. Yeah, either because I've seen online that I think they got like a truck or something that rolls around. 
and they, yeah. they, they bring it to su- suppliers and wholesalers and stuff like that. And they, they do demos mm-hmm. and stuff. I've, I've never seen, I've never seen a demo. I've never seen the actual product in real life up here. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Zoom lock. I, I mean, I've seen those, I've seen that truck roll around here uh, with some of the suppliers in this area. Um, so yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, I don't know, maybe it's, it's different because you're in Canada. I don't know if it's in other Canadian places, but I know it's, it's, yeah, they definitely roll around here in the States. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I know people that have used those tools up here. I just haven't seen them myself. So I, I just find that strange. That's all. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, so what's next then? I mean, we're, uh, you want to, you kind of want to stay pat and, and just kind of be, be the guy that goes to work and, and comes home. Right. Um, mm-hmm. I, 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 I thought up of this kind of job for myself that I would love to do that. This would be kind of my dream job in the, in the trade at the moment is, is be in field support for everybody in my company. <clears throat> so basically this is the role I thought of. And I, I mean, this, this will probably never happen because basically I'd be overhead, but I would love <laughs> to be the infield support for everybody that's, that's in the company or quality control, like just do like quasi service manager. Um, just go out with a different guy every day, different tech every day, help them with what they're working on, go through things because there's two of us. Now we can take time. We can stop. We can go, okay, why is this happening? Like, what is this? Let's get the manual. Let's look it up. Let's read it together. Let's figure this out. We're not rushing through jobs. Right. And I would just pick a, pick a different guy every day or go with a guy that's having trouble on something or go with a guy that needs some more training on something else. Right. And, and just kind of rotate through the guys and just keep morale up, keep positivity up, keep quality up and just continue to push learning and, and quality through, the, through each and every job. I think that would be such a cool job. And then you're never getting bored, right? Um, mm-hmm. Because you're always on a different site every day. You're with a different tech every day, depending on what you're doing. Um, but then, then you lose out on your own service calls or whatever. But I, I guess not in a way because now you're tackling issues or problems with another tech. So it probably would make it a lot more fun than being by yourself, I would imagine. We actually, believe it or not, with the company I work for, we actually have someone that does exactly that. Really? <laughs> yes. He, I mean, he could, um, he could retire really at any given day. He just really chooses not to. He, I think he would be utterly bored with himself at home. Um, and uh, actually, I was surprised, especially with all the, uh, with all this COVID stuff going on. I was surprised to see him. He started, he started back here this, uh, just this past Monday. He just started, uh, saw him and was like, hey, good to see you again. But he did, that's what, that's what he does though. Like, he, he's essentially kind of like he, my boss will have him ride with, um, he's riding around with one of our younger guys. Like this, and this, uh, this young, this younger uh, gentleman he was riding with me for a while, you know, kind of like picking up the ropes, which is, which is, which is nice because my boss, uh, even in my short, with my relatively short experience realizes that, you know, I pick up things really quickly. And so, you know, and I'm not, and I'm not, I'm not an ass to other guys. And so I can like, you know, teach properly, you know, teach, teach some of these younger guys, even that are coming, that come in to, you know, some proper techniques or whatever. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what this older gentleman does. He's, you know, he just, he rides mainly with like the younger guys or sometimes 
you know, if someone gets into like a real bind on something, he's kind of like the go-to, you know, oh, you know, go, you know, oh, I'll send, you know, my boss is like, oh, I'll, we'll send, I'll send him out to help you out or whatever, or you call him and see what happens. So, yeah, we actually have a guy that kind of does that. And my boss has even said on, on a couple of occasions, he goes, I pay him for what he knows, not what he does. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yeah, the, the, yeah the, so, so that position is out there. If you want to relocate to Pennsylvania someday. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That, that's, I, I like what you said there paid for what he knows, not what he does. And, and I, I think that this is the way I'm going to describe it for a business owner or whatever that that's out there and, 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 and thinks that and has the mentality that their workers are punching in, punching out punching in, punching out like they work in a warehouse. That's, mm-hmm. that's not, that's not our industry, right? So let's say we have a job and let's say the office goes, okay, we're going to quote this at eight hours. You have eight hours to do this job. Um, they send a, f- a guy that's been in the trade for five years to do the job. It takes him nine, right? Um, the office covers his time, whatever. But then the experienced guy, Right he goes to do the job. Like say he's been in the trade for 20 years. Mm-hmm. He's efficient, um, knowledgeable, organized, um, skilled. You know what I mean? He, the ins and outs are there. He, he can, he's got everything down pat and he finishes the job in five hours. Now the office goes, well, yeah, well you got to go somewhere else now. And like, okay, well, why can't I just take the eight hours? Right. Right. And, and the argument is, well, you're not paying me for my time. You're paying me for my knowledge. You're paying me for my skill. You're paying me for my organization. You're paying me for my efficiency. That's what you're paying me for. So why does, why does the guy that's less experienced get the, the nine hours or whatever? This is just an example. And then the guy right. that, that is experienced and get the job done faster now has to take that, the, the five hours and go to another job and, and continue to work. You know, you understand what I'm saying? Like, do, do you see, oh, yeah, absolutely. Do, you see, do you see that there? Like, do you agree with that yeah. or do you kind of disagree with that? Oh no, I would agree. I mean, yes. Like yeah. if, you know, so like the, if the office is quoting something and that, and, and actually where I work actually is, it's kind of like that almost where it's like, you know, Hey, we quoted this job for X amount of hours and you got done in this amount of time. Well then, you know, Hey, you know, you know, you know if you say it was like a, a, it was supposed to be an all day job and, that's they quoted it for and we got done you get done and say like six hours well then it's like well hey you got it done two hours two hours less time good for you be on your way um and i i mean what you were saying just when you remind me of that um that's that uh what's that story the engineer's invoice kind of thing you know the yep. whole yep. tapping on the hammer thing you, you know everyone that was in, that was in josh's that was in josh's yep book. yeah yep yeah, I heard that story before you. I read it in, in the book. But yeah, I just, you know, that, that story always just makes me smile because, again, that's a case of that guy is getting paid for what he knows, you know, because he's been doing it for so long. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's just it. And that's, that's where I kind of, I mean, that's where I, I don't, I, I think, I guess I'm a little more new school because I've heard uh, like yourself and other guys talk about how like the old days, it was like, you know, you know, the guys were like, oh, go get this part so you can't see what I'm doing. And on me, I'm like, hey, you know, you want to stand over my shoulder and see what I'm doing? Go for it because you know what? You'll, you need to learn this stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is too, like, 
if you don't know something, don't like I, my brother um, works in the trade as well. And when he was an apprentice um, learning the company he was at, he said he would ask some of the guys there. And if they didn't know the answer, they would just start making stuff up or get angry. Right. So you, you don't need to know that stuff. Like, and just because they didn't know, there was no like, Hey, let's, I don't know. Let's look it up together. Let's figure it out. There was none of that. It was like, bullshitting like making stuff up or getting angry mm-hmm. at it or getting angry at him <laughs> so i mean i i like and and i mean do you want to if you're going to call yourself a professional and have these discussions with people you probably want to know what you're talking about when you're ta- when you're having these discussions right no oh, yeah totally i mean yeah, you got to know what you, you got to know what you're talking about. And I mean, I'm, I'll be the first to admit sometimes where it's like, you know what, I don't know. I don't know why this is happening. Let me let me do some research. Let me, you know, let me go on Google. Let me or let me let me peruse, um, you know, some of these some HVAC websites or some references or something like that, where it's, you know, or like try to find a manual on something. It's like, you know, see what what are the ins and outs. And that's what I love with, you know, some of the pieces of equipment that I with that we work with. Um, yeah, and and the and some of the app support that's there because then it's like okay hey here's my model number of this unit here's the serial number I punch it in boom I get all the IOM stuff and then you know I, and then I can just go right through on like my phone or my iPad and be like okay so this is what's going on with this system or you know okay here's how this thing should be performing kind of thing and mm-hmm. yeah I just I think that's you know the more you know is, is really it I mean that's and that's where um, yeah um, I'm not sure if you saw but I, the other, I think it was just maybe two couple of days ago, like I made a post on Instagram about, you know, checking a capacitor under a lug. So I thought, you know what, I don't think I've seen anyone really make anything like this yet. So I thought, well, I'll just make a little thing. And I thought, you know, even if I help one person, just one person sees it and is like, hey, that was cool. Well, then sure enough, someone commented and was like, hey, you know, I've never done this before. You know, would you... Would you, you know, say like if it's outside of the rating, would you be replacing that? And I said, yeah, if, you know, if you're, if this, if my reading on that, doing that calculation is less than the rating, than the tolerance and the rating on that capacitor, you're darn sure I'm going to be replacing it. And I was like, well, right there, I got one person and that just made it all worth it. Yeah, it does. It does make it worth it. If, if you can help one single person, it does, uh, it does make it worth it for sure. So, I mean, we've, we've gone for an hour and I don't want to take up much more of your time, but um, if there's anything that you want to say on, on the way heading out, man, I mean, it's, it's, it's yours. If you want, if you got some last thoughts here. <laughs> last, I mean, I guess. Just, I'm putting you on the spot, aren't I? <laughs> you are, I guess so in a sense. <laughs> Based on, I mean, with all these other guests that you have, I feel, I mean, like I said, it just, just, I just feel very privileged um, and honored that, you know, that I, I'm, I'm, I'm on this platform speaking to you. I mean, cause you have so had some, some major figures in the industry and just all these other great people. And so for you to have this kind of platform where you're letting, you know, I guess like the little man, um, like share their story. Like I, you know, I've, I've heard some other stories from some of the, your other guests. Um, and that's just great that, you know, you do what you do here and I just love it. And, you know, and all the stuff that you're doing and all these other guys that are just like, wanting to help the industry. It's like, it just makes me, it just gets me fired up too. Like I want to help too. Like I want to do what I can to basically say, look, this stuff is really cool. You guys should be getting involved with it. And, you know, poo poo on all the other people that are like, you need to be, you know, you should go to college. It's like, that's, that's not the only way to go. Like you need to look at every option available to you. You can't just 
look at the trades as just being some kind of last resort. So mm -hmm. I just want to say, you know, thank you to you, to, you know, to all these other guys that put out these podcasts, put out YouTube videos, um, Instagram posts, whatever, just to, that really are just really helping out the industry. So just thank you to all of you. I appreciate that, man. It's, it's good every once in a while to, to hear, um, because it, 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 for, from my end and, and I can speak probably to, to anybody else that does podcasting and content creation, it takes up a lot of time and it's really worth it to hear that it's helping somebody and then somebody else appreciates it. And if it's just that one person, um, that's enough for me. I could be having a shit day. Like my day could be terrible, like just in the dumps. And one person could, could message me and go, Hey, um, I listened to your podcast the other day with that guest so-and-so and you guys said something and it helped me like whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter if it's help with fixing a unit or help with life or help with anything that just brightens my day. Like right then and there, just like that. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, and I, you know, and I think you and Josh had said something same, similar about like, you know, for us, like we go to and do a job, we fix something and then the customer like you know, see like now like the air conditioner breaks and we go there and they're like oh no is it going to be like this huge major repair kind of thing and then you go there and you're like oh it was just like your run capacitor was bad or something like that and the look on their face where they're just like oh that's so great i appreciate it so much you know that this that this makes it worth it you know i just love that sense of satisfaction of knowing like i helped somebody with a problem like i was able to fix something for them and now they can be more comfortable yeah very fulfilling for sure totally all right man well you have a great night and uh thank you very much for taking the the time to get on with me well sure thank you for having me gary i appreciate it so i guess the moral of the story is and the moral of the story from pretty much every podcast is that we are in a great industry even if you're in plumbing even if you're an electrician, even, even if you're in like an elevator technician, these things are coveted positions. If you, especially if, if you're good, if you're great, you're the best. If you become the best within the industry you're in, you're always going to have a job. You're always going to get paid top dollar. That's why, that's why it's, it's great to strive to be the best, right? Always strive to be the best. Because someone will notice. Someone will notice the work that you do. Someone will notice your drive, your determination, and your sense of quality, right? And, and be a good person on top of that. And, and if you can put all of that together, you're always going to have a job. You're always going to demand top dollar for the work that you do. So keep rolling, guys. A lot of us got through this COVID-19 thing, continuing to work because we're an essential service. I know a lot of you guys slowed down. A lot of you guys got laid off. Okay, and, and that's completely understandable. And, and that's not necessarily your fault or the fault of, of the company you work for or the owner or, or whomever. It was just one of those shitty deals. But as a whole, in general, I've seen a lot of people working. A lot of HVAC trucks on the road. A lot of plumbing trucks on the road that kind of carried us through some of this COVID-19 stuff. So guys, thanks for listening. Once again, I'm out. Happy HVACing.
Hope you enjoyed the show. Follow HVAC Know It All on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, LinkedIn, and anywhere else Gary feels like popping up. This has been a Two Smokes and a Coffee production.